Okay, good morning, everyone. Today is Thursday, March 11th, 2021. And just because I've been off pretty much for the past, I think today would be uh, seven days since I did the last Unleash the Kraken episode, I believe. Uh, there is a fair amount to catch up on. Nothing super substantial. I mean, again, Meghan and Prince Harry being one of them is not really substantial in my eyes. But anyways, we'll jump into it. So first off, Malcolm X's childhood home, excuse me, in Boston has been named as an official area or landmark in the U.S. national history books. Hey, I mean, look, um, I, I certainly have no problem with that. If uh, the people of the community or of the country want to acknowledge and honor Malcolm X, then I got no issue with that. Uh, the next thing is that Square Inc., which is basically the company that owns the Cash App, which is the same guy who started Twitter, Jack Dorsey, he is buying the streaming service title, which Jay-Z owns a, a pretty dis a decent percentage of, if I'm not mistaken. Now, it, it's interesting because I'm curious to see if Twitter is quietly trying to get into the music business. Maybe they'll start integrating title into Twitter. But, you know, I have to say, if we look at things like Periscope, I think Twitter shut down Periscope after they shortly after they bought them. They said the expenses to keep it running wasn't uh, it wasn't worth it. And they tried to incorporate a lot of the Periscope core software into Twitter for the live events and things like this. I'm not sure how well that worked out or if they merged the Periscope staff or what have you with Twitter. But look, at the end of the day, it's very simple. It's all about expansion, because if you stop expanding as a company, then what do you do after that? Or even I mean, honestly, if we want to get a little bit um philosophical or go down the rabbit hole if you will that's life right just expansion 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 but anyways let's uh, let's move on so the next thing is that Cuomo governor Cuomo has been stripped of his emergency powers but not even that it gets even better the sixth woman by the way it went from like two to six now so this <laughs> the sixth woman or the sixth accuser uh, who's been accusing him said that one night he called her over to the governor's mansion or residence um, either or, I'm sure it's a beautiful house, uh, to, I think it was to help him with his phone issues, something like that. Long story short, it was just him and her in his office, I believe it was, at his, at his residence, the governor's residence, and he reached under her blouse, she says, and groped her very inappropriately, according to her. Now, she still wants to remain anonymous, but look, here's what I have to say. I know last week I said we have to be vigilant because there are people that could lie, right? Here's the thing. When you have one or two, that's one thing. You have three, that's one thing. When you have six, I mean, look, it can happen to anyone, and I understand that. And some people may truly have not, you know, maybe by the way they grew up or some the culture they grew up in, they wouldn't consider it to be sexual harassment or assault the way they behaved. But look, let's be real with ourselves, guys, here. Cuomo knew what he was doing, not in the sense of that he wanted to rape them, but let's just assume for a second. Like, I mean, we look at, you know, when he was touching the cheeks of that girl at the wedding, and there's a picture to prove that. He was towing a fine line, and I'm not trying to defend him. He was towing that line of flirting while, you know, pushing himself onto them. So he was, he just got caught in that gray area of, is it assault or is it harassment? You know what I mean? And it's not up for me to decide. It's up for me to report. But I think, again, we're in these cases moving forward, for them to be taken seriously as they should, assuming they're true, you have to go case by case. We can't have a set of rules like on a on a chart or a piece of paper saying, okay, if this happens, because each instance is different, you know, and some girls and let's be totally real. They like it when a guy touches their butt with their approval, though, right? 
And when they don't like it, obviously, they speak up and all that. And so they have the right to do that. And I understand that because, again, like I said last week, let's be honest. It's been unfair and in favor of men in terms of the the whole assault thing or predatorial behavior for years. Like years. Come on. Even before modern society. I mean, yes, you could argue that's biology, right? In terms of, you know, it's you know natural for the man to pursue the woman. Yeah, but there's a limit. Like pursue as in, you know, if you want to try to get to know them, you speak with them. Maybe you tell some jokes, you flirt a bit, but not pursue like, oh, let me reach under her blouse. That's not pursuit. That's like, let just give me what I want. And that's terrible, you know? So anyways, the next thing is that the Senate narrowly passed the COVID relief bill. Now, look, allegedly a lot of it goes overseas. Apparently, it's not like the last bill where, you know, this time it focuses more on what's going on at home in the States and, and all that. Something to do with Canada too in there. Look, at the end of the day, if it's a good bill, it's a good bill. But the whole thing was with the $15 minimum wage. Now, if you follow the whole thing having to do with force the vote, that happened a few months ago with Jimmy Dore, all the progressives, Bernie Sanders, uh, Jank Uger, TYT, and all those guys. I mean, look, at the end of the day, the force the vote thing should have happened. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, it's way too long of a story to explain. But AOC and her crew, AOC plus three and all that, and those and that whole team of progressive Democrats, they cowered under Pelosi because she, Pelosi's got too much power. They knew Pelosi was going to make um, their lives a, a living hell and their careers a living hell if they forced Pelosi out or threatened to vote her out of her seat as speaker in order to get $15 minimum wage. Now, look, no person who's running for president ever follows through on all their promises. But at the same time, $15 minimum wage is something Biden said, no problem, they'll get in there, right? And now all of a sudden, oh, we have to respect the, the advice of the parliamentarian. We're, when did you ever see in any plan in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years, in any presidential plan, we're going to pass it, but mm, we got to respect the, the advice of the parliamentarian, not even the rules of the parliamentarian, the advice, the parliamentarian is a real position, but it is a symbolic position, nothing more than that, okay? Oh, sorry, it just, it pisses me off because there's always an excuse. It's this, it's that, okay, and then once the, the Democrats find they have the, the White House, they have the, um, the Senate, and they have the House. Of representatives why can't you pass it oh the parliamentarian bullshit kamala harris can overrule that right now you know what's happening biden's telling her not to do it it's as simple as that the next thing is and why i'm sure corporate donors are involved i'm sure there's you know quiet uh, dark money pack lobbyists involved you know but anyways the next thing is that Denmark suspended AstraZeneca vaccine over blood clot issues and fears. Look, I don't know the specifics, but again, AstraZeneca has been in the news lately in terms of having some issues with certain countries. Pfizer as well, too. But again, I'm, I'll tell you right now, personally, I'm, I'm not going to be taking the vaccine, so I'm not really concerned about these types of issues, to be honest with you guys. But that's just me, though. Uh, the next thing is that China approved a plan to veto all Hong Kong election candidates, pretty much using an excuse to say the Chinese Communist Party loves the country so much they should be in power forever. And that's basically what they did. They approved a veto where, you know, there was a pro-democracy uh, uprising in the streets of China and people were protesting and saying we want a democracy, we don't want a authoritarian or, you know, a government or fascist or what have you, right? The CCP arrested all of them, and they basically gave them court trials that were pr pretty unfair, and they said, okay, yeah, no, we're just going to stop this now. We're just going to pretty much say we're running the country, like our party's running the country forever. President Xi made himself president for life, I'm not even joking. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know what else to say. It's look again, China's powerful, man. Even if the people don't want it, I don't know what you could do at that point other than the U.S. being involved in some type of direct war to overthrow this. I don't know how else they could defeat China in that regard in terms of their China's economic policies that they're putting out for their country. How else can you other than taking over the country? I'm not saying that's what the U.S. should do. I'm just saying how else can you do this? You think about the cyber routes. You can't really... You can influence an uprising, but if they if they have enough of a manpower or military to arrest everyone in the uprising, what's that going to do, you know? So the next thing is that Biden is being sued by 12 states for overusing and overreaching his regu- regulatory use of federal power. I don't know which states these are. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't look into it. Uh, I've been too busy researching for the, the main episodes of the show. Again, this is more political commentary. I'm sure there's some Democrat states in there, and if they're all Republican, then look, they have a right to do it. It's possible Biden has been overreaching. Uh, that argument could be made. The opposite could be made as well. It's not for me to say, right? The next thing is that uh, Jeff Bezos' wife is getting uh, is getting married again. Okay. Honestly, look, I'm, I'm not even going to comment on that. I don't... If people get married all the time. People get divorced all the time. I'm not even going to touch that. Uh, there has been a resolution to impeach Governor Cuomo. Um, Biden is allegedly all for hacking into Russia's systems in a clandestine matter. Okay, that's intelligence. We know that. Um, let's see here. Piers Morgan is leaving the UK morning show after criticizing his co-host because of the whole Meghan Markle thing, which will lead me to the, um, the, the, the whole Meghan Markle, Harry thing, and I'll finish on this. Look, did I watch it? The interview. Bits and pieces. But then eventually all of it, <laughs> because I told myself I wasn't going to. It's not even about not watching. It. It's just it was a waste of time until I did the survey on Instagram, on social media. And I said to you guys, should I cover it? Like 70 to 80 percent of you said do it. So, look, my opinion is this. It's a bunch of bullshit. I think Megan is I, I don't think she was bullying like the palace said. All right. But ultimately, I think. She's also a princess in the sense of like, not literally, but I mean, in terms of she can't handle stress and things like that. And I, and I'm not trying to insult people who have low stress tolerance. I do. I have anxiety constantly. But what I'm trying to say here is that when she's like, she reached out apparently to a morning television station that she wasn't happy with after the interview aired. What the hell are you like? No offense to Megan. I know she talked about committing suicide, but like, I mean, it, here's the thing you signed up for this and maybe you didn't know the depth of the corruption you signed up for, but you knew when you were going to get married to Prince Harry, that things were not going to be all happy and fine and dandy. Like they show when the Royal family's in public, let's be totally clear here. Like, I mean, the thing about the comments of, you know, Megan and Harry's son, their skin color might be too dark. I totally believe that. Look at how the Royal family came into power. All those hundreds, if not thousands of years ago by murdering and slaughtering as like many other nations. Let's not lie. Let's be real here. Right. But look, I think the queen had Diana killed. And I think the same thing, not, uh, I think back then it was easier to cover stuff up. But when I say that there's an intelligence angle to this, what I mean by that is this. Meghan Markle's father came out and her, apparently him and Meghan don't get along. He said, he goes, I'm siding with the palace, the royal family. But at the same time, he did say some nice things about his daughter. You know what I think that was? I think that was an intelligence play. Someone from the royal family got to Meghan's father first with a bunch of cash and gave him a bag of cash and said, listen, talk nice about your daughter, but defend us more because it looks like you're not on our side or her side, but you're leaning towards the palace, which looks very good for people who are unsure. You don't think they dropped him, you know, 50 grand or 100 grand in cash uh, before you do it, make the announcement, call up the local TV station or whatever, 100 grand when you're done. 
in cash. I mean, I'm not saying that is what happened, but something along those lines definitely happened. Now, it's all a puppet show in the sense of who's pulling the strings. You look at Oprah when she asked Harry, you know, why can't you call your own grandmother or how come you were supposed to meet the queen in the summer? Then all of a sudden, the queen's advisor said she was busy and she couldn't see. Look, the queen is being advised from everywhere. There's many different factions at play here in terms of the banking world. And this might get conspiratorial, but look, let's call it like we think it is, right? We don't know even a percentage of what the royal family's really done, their connections, what they've been up to. And Megan, I could see she can't handle it. She wants nothing to do with it. And I respect that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If you don't want to be involved in something that you feel you cannot handle, it takes a strong person to admit that you cannot handle it. It's, it actually takes a very strong person to say, you know what? This is not for me right now. Right. I also give credit to Harry because I'm sure he realized that his mother was offed by his grandmother. Let's be honest, right? Now, with that being said, I said this before, but I didn't say it, or maybe I did. But if they're going to launch an investigation into Meghan Markle bullying around the palace, my God, the hypocrisy. So, Do they think we're stupid? Why don't you launch an investigation into your, your son over there, your highness or your, your majesty? To your, your son, you know, with Buddy Epps, you know, like, my God, what a joke. They launch an investigation into her bullying. And if she did bully, I'll be fair and consistent. And say, you know what? She deserves to be reprimanded for that in some way. For bullying. If she bullied Megan. But the point here is, okay, the whole thing with Piers Morgan. That guy just, uh, I'm not even... Look, my opinion on Piers Morgan, the guy just says ridiculous things to stay relevant. That's it. Now, he did have a thing for Meghan Markle. He apparently was the one who put Meghan Markle in a cab that took her to a party that was the same party where her and Prince Harry met allegedly because Piers Morgan he's kind of like a tabloid guy but he has some connections you know like some people let him in in their parties what have you and now he's all like butthurt about it apparently then he walked off the show and it's it's he can't handle criticism but he loves dishing it out you know what I mean if there's if there was a tabloid guy like Piers Morgan who could give dish out criticism and take it just as easily I got no problem with that but he can't take it he got criticized for like 30 seconds and he walked off of his, uh, I think the show he's on Good Morning Britain or something like that, right? So look, that's my perspective on all of this. In terms of an intelligence play, it's always puppets pulling the strings. Who's, who can get to who first? Who says this first? It's a chess game. The best example of that would probably be something like House of Cards um, in terms of the way things occur behind the scenes, right? A lot of people at uh, you know being influenced here. A lot of angles and strategical maneuvers are being used. And this interview is only one part of the chess game, right? And I'm not trying to say this to sound conspiratorial or to sound mysterious. I'm saying this because this is the way that it works. It's a constant chess game. It's as simple as that. Moves, counter moves. Who can get to who first? Who can get to, you know, someone last? In the case of timing, what needs to be done here? How to cover this up? How to expose that? It's all, it's all just a, a game. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate because in some cases, people like Megan fall into that game without even realizing the game is as deep as it is. You see what I'm saying? So let me know what you guys think and we'll catch you guys tomorrow or later on today. Cheers.